0: Welcome today on episode 14 of Raising Financial Freedom. We are going to talk about a business that you and your child could get into. This is a business that you probably use every day or probably even pass by every day. And today we have Laquinia Francis who are going to help us take a more deeper dive into the business. Laquinia has been working the business for the past three years now and she's going to help us look into some of the ins and outs of the business. So without no further delay, let's
1: get right into it.
2: Dad, hurry up and turn on the music.
1: Have you ever wondered why some people seem to have it all financially? Do well-off parents simply hand their children money? Or is there more to this wealth then? Welcome to Raising Financial Freedom, the podcast. We are here to talk about everything you never knew to teach your children when it comes to starting their financial future. The principles behind wealth and methods that are out there to teach your child about personal financial freedom. There is no real trick to earning other than learning. We are here to discuss, teach, and grow with you. Raising Financial Freedom, the podcast with your host and concerned parent, Eric Yard. Let us get right into today's show.
0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Raising Financial Freedom. I'd like to welcome Lakinya Francis to the show.
2: Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for having me today, Eric. <laughs> um, it's a pleasure to be here and speak with everybody um, about vending machines today. So I'm very excited to be here and happy to share some knowledge with you guys.
0: Nice of you to join us today, Lakinia. So Lakinia, tell me, what attracted you to the vending machine business?
2: Well, to be honest with you, about three years ago, I was saying to myself, okay, I have to be more outside of just my nine to five. And I wanted to do something that I could create an extra stream of income but that wouldn't one cost too much to start up. And it was like actually reachable and realistic, and something that would allow me to do that while I continued to work. So I started researching different things and I just came across vending. And so from there, I started to dig in and it just went on from there.
0: Okay. So, how long have you been doing this now?
2: So, I am a little over three years now. So it's been about three years, a little over three years since 2017.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm. What do you love about the vending machine business?
2: I love about it the most. Like I just said, I work a normal Monday through Friday, eight to five. And with vending, it allows me to operate in the business in little amounts of time and not feel stressed and overwhelmed because I do work a nine to five. So I get to create an extra stream of income. And I don't have to trade so much time as if I was to get another part-time job. I spend maybe one or two hours a week and when I have my own business and I'm creating that extra income that I ultimately wanted from the beginning. So I love the flexibility about it. Oh,
0: sounds good. Yeah, flexibility is always great. Yeah. So you're an entrepreneur. So what does being an entrepreneur mean to you?
2: Being an entrepreneur (laughs) means being able to be use my time wisely. So time management, and it's something that I'm continuously building upon just managing my time, managing finances, being a leader. Sometimes you have to do things that <laughs> sometimes you got to work when you don't want to. So when you do have a nine mm-hmm. to five, at some point you clock out. But when you're an entrepreneur, sometimes you work outside of those uh, working hours, so to speak especially when you're in the beginning and you're trying to build your business to where you want it to go. So it's about compromising a little time sacrificing just to get to that end road. It, it takes work. So it's not like a magic switch and and it's on. So you have to be persistent. You have to use your time wisely. And, and if you can do those things over time, it will get better. And, you know, it'll be rewarding at the end.
0: Okay. So let's get down to some Numbers here. What what is the best outcome that you can happen when working in the?
2: All right, so I'm not sure if you guys are very familiar with the different types of vending. You have candy vending, which is something pretty cool uh, for like kids and stuff. Been helping a lot of parents get to that route, so that's pretty cool. And and with one machine of a candy machine, you can make about fifty bucks a month. And that's selling candy such as like Skittles, M&Ms, gumballs, that sorts of things. So that's one era. Now, for a traditional snack and drink machine, which most people—that's the type of vending that they're interested Mm -hmm. in—the average machine will make about $400 a month. So that means if you have two machines, then you could be making about $800 a month, which is not bad considering you're only spending maybe one or two hours per week, you know, keeping it stocked and whatnot. Now, if you're going to accelerate and get into some other types of vending, which has been very popular lately, I've been helping a lot of women that already are in the beauty industry get into the beauty supply vending, which is so fantastic. And it's like interesting. And it's, you you have your snack machine and you wrap it and and brand it and you sell beauty supplies. Oh, wow. So when I say beauty supplies, uh, brushes, combs, you know, hair accessories, all sorts of things, all sorts of things that you can think of for women and men. And uh, you can place those in a, like a mall and those machines average about 2000 a month in revenue. So you can really take it to another level. And that's just one thing. We have people that are doing laundries, that are laundry supplies inside of the vending machines. Some people are doing like toiletries. You can really get creative outside of just snacks and drinks. So you can really make some good money in vending if you just take your time and just think about which avenue you want to take and structure it in the right way. It can be very rewarding. And a lot of people tend to end up doing vending full time. Actually, oh, really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Easily. Yeah. So it, it's a nice little, it's a nice side hustle and it can also be a nice full time business. If that's what you desire. A lot of people like to do it on part time, mm-hmm. but you can really scale it and take it to another level in, in, get multiple machines and go from there so there's a lot of options in vending a lot more than what people just think oh just a bag of chips and a soda you really can get creative with vending machines and um and it is awesome it's pretty fantastic
0: wow, that's interesting <laughs> so for yeah. a parent how can they get involved in the business with their child
2: and I'm glad you asked me about that. It's so funny. A lot lately, I've been getting parents to come and, and say, hey, I want to get involved in this with my kids. And what really... Prompt me to say, "Hey, other parents should do this too." I had a lady one time; she booked a consultation, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking it for her. And when she got on the phone, she's explaining to me, "Hey, I have a lot of things going on. I work a regular job, and I want to get this information, and I want you to help me." But it's not for me; it's for my son. And so I'm like, "Your son, okay?" And she says, "Yeah, you know what." He's always getting money for birthdays. He's always getting money for holidays, and I am not going to let him blow this money anymore. I want him to invest it in something and I said, "Wow, that's pretty interesting for your ten year old kid right. so she so I told her options and I said, "Hey, I really think for a kid, especially that age realistically, I think you should start off with a candy machine." Mm-hmm. So she was able to get a candy machine. And for you guys that may be interested, there's a website called candymachines.com. And when you go on there, I, I encourage the parents to allow their kids to get involved. Let them look at the different machines that they offer, the different pricing, have them compare it and stuff and let them pick and choose what types of machine they want to get. So that's the first step, right? Is the machine. Okay, this website here, you're going to get the best prices there and they will ship the machine to you and you'll get in about a week. So that's the first step. The second step, which is the most difficult part in vending, period, regardless of what type of vending you want to do, is getting a location. That's Mm. the tough part. (laughs) So how do people get locations? They do it in one or two ways. One way they do it themselves where they get out and they go into the community and they go to different businesses and they say, hey, I have a vending machine business and I have a a candy machine. And I noticed that you don't have a candy machine here in your business. And I was wondering if you'd be interested in placing it here for free. I'll keep the machine. I'll provide the machine. I'll keep it stocked and keep it maintained. And you don't have to do anything. And it's free for your customers to utilize to you. and, And it'll be Just a nice additive to your business of having this nice candy machine here. That's one way. A lot of people, that is very time consuming. What people do is they set aside time to do that or they take the second option. The second option is outsourcing it and having somebody, what is called a locator, to locate a location for your machine for you and mostly i want to say 99 percent of the clients that i deal with they take this route Mm -hmm. and let me give you a little background information on this service just in case you guys want to go ahead and utilize this so there's um a a guy him and his wife they have their business and they do locations for um, people that are trying to find a location to place their candy machines their business is called vending locator the number four and the letter U.com. So vending locator for you.com. You go there, when you go to the main page, you just go ahead and you say, Hey, I have one candy machine. Here's my zip code. And they're going to then email you back a contract because they don't accept payment for the services until after the job is done, which is safe on right. our behalf because we don't want to put our money out mm-hmm. there. So you pay them after the job is done. And basically, they're going to give you some instructions. And just to give you just a little bit of background, they're going to partner you up with the National Children Cancer Society. They partner up with a charity, whereas you're making your... Becoming a member or you're affiliating yourself with with the Cancer Mm -hmm. Society and they will send you some stickers and that'll take about a week. And once you get those stickers and you get your machine, you'll then write the guy and say, hey, Rodney, I have my machines and my stickers. He's going to go ahead and he's going to find you a location and when he's done, he's going to come back to you and say, all right, LaKenya, I need you to drop this machine off to AutoZone. And he'll give you the address, ask to speak to Eric. And well, if you can, please do this within the next 48 hours. And that's how that works. Well, it's really just that simple. And you drop it off and you go from there. And and then the last part will be the candy. And I would wait until I hit right. the machine and stuff like mm-hmm. that. They can save the life on the machine. But you can go to Sam's Club, BJ's, Costco's, even CandyMachines.com. They sell candy as well. And this will be a good activity for the kids to do to price compare. Okay, let's see how much this five pounds of Skittles costs at Sam's Club's versus BJ's versus CandyMachines.com right. website will go with the better option. So there's a little teaching in that as well. And, and so that's how that process goes, honestly. And it's really just that simple. And it's actually addicting. Some people, they skip one machine and they get two and they just keep going because they they enjoy it. And it's actually a fun business. It's not just, oh, I got this business and I have to go do this. It's fun. It's candy. It's uh, So that's how parents can get their kids in, involved in the process and well, I'm always open and welcome to, to helping anybody that needs help or guidance. Sometimes people like a little hands on. Um, but if you're kind of dependent, you can, those are really the instructions. So, one, you're going to grab your machine, candymachines.com. Two, you can either go around your, your community and find locations that are willing to allow you to have it anywhere there's kids. A bunch of kids is a good spot to have it. Also, you can use the locating services. And then last but not least, you want to get your candy. And then after that, of course, it's maintaining the machine. And in a candy machine, you would typically go check that about once a month. So that's pretty much that process for that. And that's a great business for kids. Okay. Great. That sounds great. Mm-hmm.
0: So now I've seen certain machines and I've seen not machines, but boxes where it's just <laughs> candy in there and. People uh, put money in the box and that's it. And they take the candy and it's on. It's pretty much sitting out there. What machines are the best for the kids to start off with?
2: OK, so that is in vending, but it's not. That is more. Uh, it's called honor. boxes. Right, right. So those honor boxes are a little bit different. And some people do that and people do honor boxes One, it's a less overhead because those boxes can be purchased at about 20 bucks per month and uh, $20 for the box. I'm sorry. And you can actually and I believe CandyMachines.com sell those as well just for the box. So if you just really want to start up without a machine and you want to test it out, some people do that. Or maybe the location isn't uh, it doesn't have enough people to wear you want to invest in a machine, but this is the next best mm-hmm. thing. And then you, it works off of the honor system where, hey, you're going to grab a body pop, but you got to put your quarter in. So that is so that's one option of what you know people do as far as that. Now, I don't really I don't really know many people that operate with the, the honor box system. Most people just get the candy machines because the machine belongs to you and the life of the machine it lasts a lot longer because the owner boxes are made out of cardboard. We eventually have the wear and tear Mm. on it. But that's another nice little side thing to get into, very light. Or you can get your candy machine. And a brand new candy machine can run you from about 80 bucks to about 150. And then they have some of the other ones that are really expensive. And there's always a different grade of everything you know where something is on the lower end spectrum the, the median and then you have something that's you know very expensive but you can get a a, a candy machine anywhere from about 80 bucks to um, about 150 and i didn't mention this but also offer up i'm not sure if you guys are familiar with offer up it's the app where people are selling things and buying things on a market in between each other. So you download the app and you can put in your zip Mm -hmm. code and then you put in the title, what you're looking for. And a lot of times people are selling machines, vending machines and candy machines there too. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's where you find your vending machines from too, just while we're speaking about that. And so as far as like your candy machines, you can buy them, right off of OfferUp. Now, you're not going to find as many candy machines for sale as you will vending. That's why I always just direct people to candymachines.com. And the price is so affordable start up, 150 bucks for a brand new three-header. That's a, a machine that has three different compartments or three areas to put candy in versus buying a, a used one for about 80 90 bucks. You might as well, if you can afford to, put the extra amount with it and you get a brand new one. But I've seen people get them used off of OfferUp. And Facebook market and they make a project out of it they'll clean the machine they'll tape it off and spray paint it make it look nice again so that's also an option too that's a little bit less expensive than buying it brand new as well just getting it from from there okay
0: if the parent is not going to use like the locator where can mm-hmm. these machines be placed that you know so that
2: Yeah, so if the parent is um, not going to use a locator, that's absolutely fine. A lot of people go out into their neighborhoods and they find places on their own. So let's say barbershops are good places, barbershops, um, hair salons. Believe it or not, the best locations are buffets.
0: Oh,
2: really? yeah, buffets are the best place. So I don't know, you know, where all of our listeners are, but if you have any buffets, for example, like Cece's Pizza mm-hmm. or China maybe Buffet, some Chinese yeah. buffets, those are your best locations. That's where your machines are going to do the best. But so barbershops, laundromats, hair salons, you can go to your local mechanic shops. Some grocery stores will allow you as well. You just have to go ask to be honest with you. And the best and the best way to do that is you will approach the business and you will ask to speak to someone. If it's a small business like a small barbershop, you can ask to speak to the owner and depending on how big the business is, you might can talk to the owner. But if it's a little bit bigger then you probably won't get to speak to the owner, but just ask for the manager or someone who can make decisions. Okay. And that's how you get to your go-to person. And I always tell people to use your discretion about when to visit the location. For example, if you're going to try out a barbershop, most barbershops are busy at three o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday. Mm -hmm. So maybe just think about where you're going and is somebody going to have time to just take a moment to talk to you? And that's the best way to plan to go to different locations. To, to go. And another thing that I'm going to suggest you guys, if you want to get out in your community and try it on your own, there's an app called around me. And it's pretty cool what it is. It's listing all of the businesses and everything that's around you. Because if I tell you right now, say, all right, Eric, go ahead and give me 10 barbershops in your nearest neighborhood, you might take a second to, mm-hmm. wow, you know what? I really don't know 10 barbershops and it's crazy. I've been living here all my life or I've been living here for years. And so this app is, is it's a really good because when you download it, it will have everything categorized. It will say banks, hotels, motels, restaurants, barbershops, hair salons, nail salons, laundromats. It will have all types of business categorized. And what you can do is click on it and you can search within maybe a 10 mile radius, five mile radius, and it will search all of the restaurants in your area of all of the barber shops. And then my next suggestion would be to take maybe three of them and say, okay, I'm going to go visit these three today on this Saturday because I don't have a lot of time. So I want to plan it out as, as best as possible. And, and that app will really help you guys out with targeting where to start first, because you can feel a little overwhelmed. Oh, my God, I really don't know where to start. And so the app will help control that and give you some direction. Should they have a, a business
0: cool. card or a pamphlet with them?
2: So what you want to do prior to getting to that point, of course, is... One, once you think about your name, like me, okay, am I craving? When I first got started, what I did was I went on Vista print. I created my own logo and I'll share the app with you guys where I did it. It's an app called Hatchful, H-A-T-C-H-F-U-L. And if you have a moment, you can, it's very user-friendly. You can create your own app. That way you can save a few bucks without having to pay, not only app, excuse me, your own logo. That way you won't have to pay anyone to, to do a logo for you. So that's the first thing. Once you get your logo and they'll email you the logo and stuff, you can then take it and make your own business cards. One website that I went on was Vista Print. I was able to get 500 cards for, I don't know, it was very affordable. And so that way you'll have your phone number and email, make a business email. You can use Gmail. They're free. Yahoo. There's a lot of email service providers and of course, have a contact number on there. So when you are approaching these businesses and let's say they cannot make a decision at the moment, that's okay. What you can do is say, all right, here's my card and, you know, and you can leave it with them. And what I would suggest you do, and sometimes you have to take the extra effort, is make a list of the places you're visiting. And I would follow up. So let's give them, let's say about, I want to give them five business days. Because if they're a business, depending on what they're doing, sometimes it gets a little busy. And you could circle back around. And with the follow-up, because you've gone in person already, it won't hurt to call or even whoever you speak to, you can say, Hey, is it possible that I can have a card? Whoever you speak to a business card or at least take a name and, you know, because that's the nature of the business is communicating and locking in a deal with someone. And, and I would really suggest parents, if your child is old enough, if they're old enough and they're comfortable, let them speak when you go to these locations. That really helps a lot of, of clients that I deal with. They really involve their children and they get yeses on the spot because a lot mm. of people, they love it. They love to see what the, the kids are doing. They love that fact that they're trying to be young entrepreneurs and this is what they're focusing on. And a lot of them, if they can, and it's not going to cause any harm, they say yes. So I would really encourage to, to get them involved. And to get the momentum going, what I do a lot, if you um, look on YouTube, there's some YouTubers, they're called Quick Play. Quick, like Q-U-I-C-K, mm-hmm. Play. Um, they document their journey. And it's really entertaining. I have even get adults to say, they'll text me and say, hey, this was so good. I'm interested now. I want to do, I want to do candy vending now because they just document their, what it looks like, what it looks like dropping the machine off, what it looks like filling it up, what it looks like collecting the money and just going to the locations. And that really helps get the kids excited and interested in the business. Um, And I always tell them to start off with that. And once they see that, then you can start letting them look at the machines and go on from there. But definitely let your kids be involved with the talking process. You're going to notice that you're going to get a lot of support from your community when you do that.
0: So here at at Raising Financial Freedom, we're all about the finances and financial literacy. What can the parent and the child expect to learn when it comes to finances in this business?
2: So parent and child, what you're going to expect to learn is that you're going to have to record your expenses. You're going to have to set budgets and you want to know what your business is doing. One thing I'm going to recommend here, if you don't mind, for parents, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of, like the green light card to a debit card for mm-hmm. kids and and the parents can manage it and they can add money. They can create checklists for the kids to do in order to get money. Uh, They can transfer. They can have store-specific control. And what what the parents can do to really make it effective for the kids, we can use that card or even a bank account that's specific for that. And we're going to record prices. So the kids are going to learn to price compare. They're going to learn to go out and not just buy the first thing they see, but we're going to go into the market. We're inventing machines. Let's do some price comparison. It's no different than when we're grocery Mm -hmm. shopping, when we're looking for a service for something and let the kid do that, because that really, it makes them think and it makes them aware of, hey, I can't just spend my 200 bucks. I need to look and see what's the best option for what we're trying to do and allow them to do that. That's one thing. Same thing with the candy. Now, once they get the business going and they're they've done a price comparison and we found the best deals and we're really managing our money and not just spending it we're watching it and looking at prices and stuff now that we're going to do collections so now we're going to do collections once a month so that means we're going to go and take the cash out of the machine Mm. the kid needs to be able to count that. And I would recommend that we get some sort of book or something. I recommend a book, you know, and because we're so used to technology and and there's nothing wrong Mm -hmm. with that. But you can get a book or get a desk calendar, get a desk calendar. I use those still to this day and they're nice and big and they're broken up by months. And what you can have your, your child do is. They can record, hey, we went today on December 13th and we collected from the machine and we withdrew $49.25. Let's write that down so that way we can keep track of what we're making and even teach them to understand once their initial investment has been made back. Okay, Johnny, it cost us $200 to start this business, right? Now we've collected $49 today, okay? So let's see where we're at now as far as making the money back that we spent on it. And so the kids will really learn some really good business skills, money management skills. They'll be able to price compare things, and it's a really good financial and fun project or, or business that they're getting into. And and it's realistic; it's not nothing crazy because they're going to be taking quarters yep, from definitely
0: their realistic.
2: Yeah and and it's doable. It's doable. It's not like they're going every week to check the machine. It's typically once a month and and it's manageable and it will really help them and trust me they'll be excited and they'll be happy. Yeah, they'll
0: be you. hands on with it.
2: Exactly. Yep. And um, and parents you can get them but you get them a money bag so when you go collect the change you count it up allow them to record what they what they have. And I really recommend putting the money inside of a bank account. Wow. Even if you use the green light card, it allows the kids to see their balance so they can see this in real life. It really starts them to being responsible responsible with their money too, and seeing what they're making and how long it's taking them to get to X amount of dollars. So I've been recording this for six months now. Let's see how much we've made in mm-hmm. six months. And you can even use this as a, hey, Johnny, you know what? Instead of me just giving, giving, I want you to earn your money. So this is going to be, we're going to, you're going to collect the money. Let's see how much we're averaging. And we're going to pay yourself from this. Okay. So every time we collect, we'll let you take your 20 bucks for the month that I would have given you and the rest of it will put it back in the business. So you can do all sorts Mm -hmm. of things to really educate your child here and not just, Oh, it's just fun, but it's really an educational side to it as well.
0: So Um, yeah. What have you learned being an entrepreneur?
2: What I've learned being an entrepreneur with vending, what I've learned specifically with vending, sometimes we got to take a moment to to do some research and not necessarily jump into things. And that's why I really am aimed to helping people because there's a lot of things that I didn't know. And I highly encourage people to, it's okay to look to someone who's done it already or they're doing it to help guide you. It's, It's good to have a mentor because that mentor can save you time and costly mistakes, and just getting you to the right avenue with less hiccups. Also, time management, Eric. (laughs) Oh my God, I've been, let me tell you how I manage my time. I use my calendar on my phone. So from the very moment I know that I'm engaging in something, even if it's just as simple as, all right, I need to go check the video, I put everything in my phone. And before I commit to anything, I always check my phone um, to see if I have any events for that day, any anything. And so, I really learned to respect time and value my time more as an entrepreneur because there's so many things that I have to do. Uh, and I also, and so I can relate to everybody out there. I also still work my regular all job right. now. So, I have to maintain all of those things. So, the biggest uh, thing for me now is time. Like today, I mapped out my time. Okay, we're going to do an interview. But before then, I have this to do, that to do. And I use my calendar. And I've and now it's second nature for me. At first, it wasn't so easy. But I would say that's the biggest thing that I've learned. I've learned time management.
0: What is the biggest frustration in about the vending business?
2: I'm going to tell you. The biggest frustration... The hardest part and the part that sometimes will make you say, "I'll oh, forget about it is finding a location. That is a challenging part. It's not even buying a machine. Buying a machine is quite easy. But when you're looking for a location, I encourage people to be patient, especially in today's time. Just be a little patient and don't give up because sometimes you can go to a business and it's not that they don't want what you have to offer. It's maybe it's not the right time. And that's why I always tell people to use your discretion on when you're visiting a specific type of business and try to go when it's probably not a peak time so that somebody can take time to talk to you and some people get encouraged with the no-no and they say oh forget this so I'll be honest and very transparent with everyone that is the tough part but if you can you know don't worry about it. Keep going. You can speak to anybody in vending. They'll tell you it's a, it's a battle. But once you get through it and you start to speak to more people, you get more comfortable with talking and you'll be able to get through it. And that's OK. It's OK. So that's probably the toughest part is finding locations. But other than that, once you get past that, it's it's a very rewarding business. And, and it's a lot of mm-hmm. fun, I might add. <laughs> it is a lot of so fun. So if you
0: had to do it all over again, what would you do first?
2: okay, if I had to do it all over again, I would have probably tried to find someone that was doing vending and try to see if they can talk to me and give me a few pointers. And for example, and just throwing it out there, sometimes you may see people that are saying, hey, I'm selling my location. What that means is they're selling the machines inside of the business. And and it sounds so good. Hey, all I got to do is Mm -hmm. pay them and from right there, I get to get the keys and and that's it. And you'll see that. But what I didn't know, and I've lost money like that in bad deals where I'm stuck with the machine in a location that's not performing. And that's because I didn't know any better. I didn't know that, hey, there's things you need to ask prior to just giving them your money. Like how is the, how's the revenue doing? You know, how many employees are working there? why are you selling it? And that's one of the biggest mistakes I made right there buying a location from someone and just trusting their word. So, if I had to do it again, I would not just rely on what I read on Google and the few videos that I saw cuz sometimes those those things only depict the great side of it. And there's into every business there's challenges and there's things that we need to be aware of and I just wasn't aware. So, I would take a moment and take a step back and try to just find someone in the sector and try to pick their brain and, and maybe even have them mentor me a little bit before I just jump right into it. So, that's what I would have done different. Okay.
0: What valuable lessons do you think a child will get when starting a vending machine business?
2: All right. So, some some lessons that your kids will get is especially when you're showing them like, Hey, this is your job. Mm-hmm. They will learn that money does not grow on the trees because <laughs> uh, it's so easy for them to, Hey, buy me this video game. Even parents, if you want to teach them in that sense, Hey, so we'll still do, we'll still do things for you. But when they're asking for certain things, you say, Hey, yeah, sure. You can get it. And with, with the money that you make from your vending machine, and it's not like you're going to make a million bucks the first month. so. They'll get to appreciate, wow, money doesn't grow on trees. So maybe they'll get a a sense of value of, of a dollar. That's what I'm hoping. That's one thing. They'll get some value as far as making your dollar stretch. Let's compare our prices. Let's not just buy the first thing we see. They will learn some communication skills, which is also good aside from with with uh, the finances, they'll learn how to communicate in a financial tone. They'll they'll be able to talk about money and understand it a little bit better rather than just, here's $10. They'll see how uh, that $10 is spent, how it's made, what we're making back from it. So they'll learn a lot of key financial things along the way, how to budget, how to be responsible with the money once they get it. So you're, you're really in for a good a good thing here, parents, in 2021. Really, to get your kids off on a, a good financial stretch, um, financial literacy, as they're regardless of what age they are, and, and that's what I like about this. It's friendly to all ages.
0: Okay, Lakenya, I want to thank you for coming out to the show, and tell the parents, the listeners, where they could find you, how to get in contact with you, in order to learn more.
2: Oh, sure. So you guys on Instagram. If you guys are on Instagram, you can look up i crave vending that's a that's i k r a v e vending okay? You can find me there on Instagram. Also, i crave vending on Facebook, on the website icravevending.com learn a little bit more about me and if you want to ask questions, I will answer you you can just email me just ipravesending at gmail.com and i will be more than happy to answer any questions and help anybody out that's looking for some assistance all right
0: kenya thank you for coming out on raising financial freedom
2: right thank you guys so much for having me and let's get 2021 going good
0: (laughs) What did I get out that episode that we just listened to it was that I found a business that me and my daughter could get into immediately as soon as tomorrow. Now, provided I will have to watch her and make sure she doesn't eat all the supplies. <laughs> I'm thinking more so on all the lessons she will learn while running her candy machine this can also help tighten the bond between you and your child so for me i think this is a good business for you and your child to like test the waters to see how he or she likes it and also if it's something you could get into also but thinking about all the lessons the child will learn while trying to do this business is priceless Okay, just to remind everyone out there, the question of the month has been posted on the contact page of RaisingFinancialFreedom.com. This is your chance to be a part of the show and let the other listeners know how you feel. Next week, we have a fun episode for you. Our guest is going to show you a whole new different way on how to teach financial literacy to your children. So as always, I want you to share and subscribe and stay tuned to next week.
1: We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Blazing Financial Freedom, the podcast. Stay connected with us directly through RaisingFinancialFreedom.com. You can also join the discussion on social media, which you can also find links on our website. If you would like to speak with us, please send us an email through info at RaisingFinancialFreedom.com. And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Don't forget to please like and subscribe to stay fully up to date. Until next time. Be kind to yourself and each other.